This is P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where you talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, we are back at it again in our now fall season, I guess. Summer I is over officially. Labor August Day slipped is away. done. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's uh, it's weird. I honestly like can't believe how far into 2021 we already are. Um, so yeah, I'm in denial that like October is around the corner and people are listening to Christmas music already. And like all of that stuff is just impossible for me to comprehend. (laughs) But also don't you feel like, I feel like June seems infinitely long ago. Like this past winter when we were still like in a lockdown, lockdown seems like 50 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. This is both the fastest and shortest year that has ever taken place. I know. I know. I think part of the reason I'm just like, I feel like everything has been, it was delayed. Like I was thinking I just finished watching season three of a million little things like a month ago. And now they're already promoting season four because it's the fall, you know, network TV lineup. And then mm -hmm. similarly, like bachelor in paradise was delayed. And so it's still summer every Monday and Tuesday. But then in actuality, oh, it's mid-September. Yes. No, I feel that too, because it's like we just wrapped up Oscar season, it feels like a month <laughs> yes. ago. And then we're already and then they're already like, and now the new crop of Oscar movies. It's like I just got done watching <laughs> these. Yeah, and the Emmys are next week. I know the Emmys are next week. I still have not watched the Underground Railroad. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta get this done. I gotta just do it. Yeah, that's tough. And it's also been like a very eventful week, I feel like, news wise. Yeah, well it's a, it's been a very eventful summer. It's it's been an eventful period of life, and yes, the <laughs> news on top of that. Yeah, um, but I I polled our listeners about um, uh, the Bachelor in Paradise uh, season midpoint, oh. and um, they asked me to tell you all about it because it was a wild week did, last week. Did they? Did they? They did. They did. I, like I'd twenty like people to told these, me. I'd like to. See I could have done a whole results. episode about it, honestly. Mm. So you're lucky that you're just getting this, and I'm gonna try and keep it brief. But man, oh man, it it was an episode of TV. When like, you it was, said that you that there was a lot to talk about, like I have things to talk about, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess so. I didn't realize the top <laughs> billing was gonna be Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> That you have no idea how how like juicy how bonkers this is. Okay. I think like as reality TV show TV episodes go, like last week's Bachelor in Paradise was actually like a really mesmerizing bit of TV because there's like they were breaking fourth wall. There were all these like unspoken rules that were just shattered. Like everything, it 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 expanded outside of just its its little tiny bachelor dumb you know so let me set the scene Um, me. you you've seen him in action hot brendan is on bachelor in paradise oh yes Um, love hot he's from yeah he's from tasha's season um he's the one who self-eliminated in the final two because he's like oh i'm not ready to get married i'm not over my divorce i need to like have some me time um and then over the summer earlier like in april may he was photographed and seen with another 
Bachelor contestant Piper from Matt James's season, who is, you might remember her. She was like really young. I didn't um, watch that, so I don't. Oh, you didn't? I keep forgetting which season you watched. There's I, too many. I only watched the I season with the did. pilot <laughs> okay. and then the season with the two women. Okay. I'm sorry. And then I Anyways. was like, I cannot be a party to this any longer. Yeah. I must <laughs> resign. So Piper, they were featured dating. Nothing was really confirmed, but then he was announced to be on Bachelor in Paradise in the original cast. Also on Bachelor in Paradise is an older contestant, Natasha, from like seasons ago, who is more relevant now because she hosts um, one of the Bachelor approved podcasts, Clickbait with Tasha. Um, and so she came on the beach too in that first slew of guests. And the way Bachelor in Paradise works is it's basically an alumni show where where people are just like, boys and girls come to the beach to find love. And the way you continue each week is you have to sort of you have to find a connection and they give you the rose for the week and then roles reverse and more people come to the beach and it's like, Oh, will your connection last? Like, are they going to give it to someone else now? Like, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like a game show. There's no money involved. It's just your chance to find your lab. <laughs> but this last, so how it's been happening this season is, um, Brendan has been playing it really like chilly. He's been like, Oh, like, I'm just taking it slow. Like I, he started hanging out with Natasha right off the bat and was like, I just want to, I want to be really intentional about this and make sure that we're like vibing. Like I don't, I'm not in a rush, you know, like let's take it slow, keep it simple. And then people were like, Natasha, you know that he had been seen with Piper. Like maybe he's not here for the right reasons. So she has a sit down with him early on and it's like, wait, okay. So I went, he was seen with this girl before the filming yes, started. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before okay. the filming started, they were seen and nothing was announced, but then he was cast on Paradise and okay. there wasn't word on whether Piper would be or not. But he shows up on Paradise, starts hanging out with Natasha and Natasha's like, what's the deal with Piper? And he tells her point blank that they weren't dating. It was very casual. They only hung out, he said, two or three times. And then he goes on to quote, I've had deeper conversations with you than with her so this whole vibe of like don't worry like we might be moving slow but it's not because of her it's because like i'm working on me still type thing Mm -hmm. so last week on the monday episode piper of course shows up she gets her card to the island she comes in she has a chance the way it works is each new contestant has a chance to ask one person out on a date and so usually um they'll like meet with everyone talk to everyone and like have some chit chat and then choose who they want to go she shows up says hey everyone brendan will you go out with me <laughs> and it was just like everyone's like whoa that's not how things are done like i wonder uh-huh. what that means brendan lights up he's like yes he can barely contain himself they go on this date and brendan has been working very hard to have like the good guy image like especially coming off of the high of bachelorette where he was like a fan favorite, you know, his turtlenecks, his, his modeling career, he had like 330 followers on Instagram. It was all looking good. And so on this date with Piper, he, he's communicating to her through like subtleties that she's not picking up where he's trying to explain the groundwork he's laid for a narrative of like, Oh, I'm sort of interested in Natasha, but like, let's see how things go with you. So that it doesn't look obvious that he in fact <laughs> planned to hook up with Piper here. Piper is not catching on what he's putting down. She gets so angry. She's like, I thought we were dating. <laughs> and uh. that's like, that's breaking the rule. Cause you're supposed to come single. And he has this moment and it's really just like mesmerizing TV where he can, he's processing that if he doesn't fess up now, 
because she's not picking up on the subtleties, then he's going to lose her. And so he finally is just like, yeah, I had to do what I had to do, but I'm so glad you're here. Like we're together now, (laughs) which would be bad enough, like shady, whatever, not unheard of on the show. But then the next day, they're all cuddly, cozy, obviously heavy on the PDA, which makes it clear that everything he was telling Natasha was like a lie. And Natasha smartly confronts Piper first and is like, what's the deal with you two? Piper lets on that they have, in fact, been dating. They didn't put a label on it, but he, she, they'd seen each other mo- like up to 10 times. She'd flown to his, uh, his hometown for like a weekend visit once. Like there's clearly, <laughs> they did not get their lies straight. And so Natasha confronts Brendan and was like, um excuse you and he's like I think um you had selective hearing with what I was saying like I never told you that we were romantic I never said like we were headed that way I just I just like felt sorry for you basically and just felt like no one else was going to give you a rose he was also Uh. heard talking to a producer um like in the background where he's like (laughs) She had no prospects. I don't know what she's mad about. So he's just like digging this hole. And then on top of it, Piper and Brendan are like off in some cozy corner. They know they're mic'd, but I think they just, I think honestly, they thought they were fan favorites that they would get a good edit. So they didn't care when the camera wasn't like in their face. They weren't processing like, oh, this could be caught. So they just started talking full on about their Instagram numbers. Like Piper was like, oh yeah, I remember the day I went from like 70 to 80K and like Brendan was like, oh, you've already been talked about so much on this beach already. Like I'm sure it's been up. Like you weren't even here and you were getting a storyline. And she's like, remember when Us Weekly caught us and your your Instagram followers went up by like 20,000? Like you're welcome, by the way. (laughs) And it was just like bad. The pylon was bad. He looked really bad. But what has been the best is that obviously Natasha was vindicated as these like truths came out and it's like you tried to gaslight me on national television but like the receipts are here and he has lost over like a hundred thousand Instagram followers and my gosh it's like um (laughs) uh, it's like James Charles and Tati all over again (laughs) and um like it was really mesmerizing to watch because he started at 330k he was one of the more popular guys on that beach um and Natasha only had like 60,000 people because her time was sort of before a lot of the Instagram popularity and stuff and all that. So now she's at 430,000 Instagram followers and he's like eking past 200. And it's just that he's still losing them. He put out an apology Instagram story that was like, oh, now that I see it, I understand what I did was wrong. But like, um, he was like, uh, a a more a more thorough apology and apology and explanation coming later. Basically, like please follow me so you can <laughs> you can get the update when I post this. Piper, in <laughs> her continued effort to just like come off as unlikable, released a statement that was like a friendly reminder reminder that like reality TV is heavily edited and like you don't see the full truth and like. I don't regret anything I did. And then she sold her. She gave her official statement to us weekly, which is just like girlfriend. Now that like looks like another partnership, like you're getting paid for. Like it's not a great look when you're trying to prove your authenticity. So 
It has been a week and a half so, for Bachelor Nation. So what we think happened is that these two were in a relationship, but we're like, oh, we're going to sort oh, of like yes. pretend like we're not. So we'll get cast on this show. And then yes. he shows up earlier than she does. So yes. he's like, okay, I have to figure out a way to like stick around for a couple weeks. So he's exactly. like, let me pick like the oldest person on the <laughs> island who nobody else is like seems that into. And I'll just like sort of friend zone her for a little while. Yep. And then... Mm, oh yeah <laughs> yeah as soon as she you can like watch the gameplay in his mind and all the episodes before where he was trying to be like he, he was trying to be really polished and not say anything that could incriminate him he wasn't ever like i don't have feelings for piper it was always like oh well you and i have conversations like oh i i i i'm interested to see where this goes like he never was like oh i'm so into you like yes like girl queen like all that like but I think his main misstep was once Piper showed up, he didn't he didn't think past that moment. He was just all in on her. It was so clearly obvious that they were that they that they were in well, like or in love or whatever so it is. <laughs> I feel like the thing like people don't like when you show up on The Bachelor already having oh, yeah. something going it's, on. Yes. Like that I feel like that's the kiss of death. That yes. you never get a good edit that way. Like with Dale and what's her face like yeah it's just people like watching you fall in love on the show if you already are in a relationship then I feel like there's ways to leverage that outside of Big Brother Mm -hmm. or I mean of Mm -hmm. The Bachelor you know it's like you can post cutesy Instagram things you can go on the podcast you can like do that whole sphere without going on the show and then maybe they'll invite you to some kind of like host a competition or something Mm -hmm. I mean yes I know you're not in the center of the action but it's like you can't pretend to fall in love with somebody that you've already fallen in love with in these weird scenarios that they're built like it's gonna come out some way or another yeah and he clearly had put more thought into it like gaming it a little bit but he didn't communicate it with piper piper came in and was like what the f are you talking about like we had an agreement basically that i would go here and we'd date each other and it's like i think it was really short-sighted like you said it's just it's incredibly off-putting to bachelor nation even like even like the people on reddit who are watching more in like a make fun kind of way it's like this isn't fun you (laughs) maybe they were taken so off guard because they didn't come at the same time yeah like were they planning on like both being there from the beginning which would have made it a lot easier and then when he was like oh shoot i'm here and she's like (laughs) now i have to come up with something else um how is dear old mckenna doing she's oh she wasn't on it she She wasn't on it no She's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I swear that I saw an article. She made that an appearance. She made an appearance for like 25 seconds in one oh. scene, but she wasn't on the beach ever. She like came to a party where people had the option of like <laughs> choosing women to come back. <laughs> oh, and no, no one chose her. her. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was like pretty bad. And what's weird is though is that um. Natasha is a black woman, and Piper is Piper is too. Piper's biracial. Wait, is is it the Natasha from um? Uh, it's not the Natasha from Peter's season, is it? Oh, honestly, I don't even remember what season she is. Maybe I. She had like I'm short hair. I mean, that's impossible. There was a black Natasha on Peter's season who like lasted a while, and she was kind of spunky. 
Oh yeah, no, it is. <laughs> Why did I think she was from like six episodes? There's oh too God. many shows of this. Get your facts <laughs> straight, Shelby. You're like this is the greatest news story well, ever. Well, listen, and the, Peter. And the- Peter was admittedly a long time ago. Okay, I've been through a lot of these shows since Peter. <laughs> How many? Only two seasons. No, because there was, there was Peter, and then there was. Who came the after double Peter? girls? The double girls. Oh yeah, and then Matt James, and then Katie, and then Bachelor in Paradise. That's a handful. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So you remember her? Look at that. She deserves Look more at- love. Okay, we've spent far too much time okay, talking about this. But I could talk so much on. more about it. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. We've got to move. There are other okay, things okay. going. On. The VMAs happened. Did you watch? Did you see no. all of the outfits and everything? Um, no, I saw a couple. Um, Lil Nas X was all over it. He yes. won video of the year correctly. He, uh, you know, had like a dance number that was great. His outfit was looking good. Um, Doja Cat wore 65 different things. At one point she wore some kind of sweater or something that made her look like a worm. It was like giant around <laughs> her head. Um... Olivia Rodrigo won a bunch of awards. It was very, mm. it was very hip and happening. Did you see any of the fashion? Do you have any <laughs> on that? I didn't even process it was happening until you tweeted something about Casey Musgraves. Um, but was it good? Justin Bieber performed right or something? Yes, I only like watched clips of it. I didn't watch the actual <laughs> <Okay>. live show. <laughs> but I feel like my Instagram feed was just and Twitter was just full of all of the all the stuff of in, involving the show. And then a machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox showed up and she was in like a nude sort of dress kind of thing with like rhinestones around her crotch. It was a oh, I did see moment that, yeah. that a lot of people were talking about, but also machine gun Kelly and Connor McGregor, who is like an MMA fighter got in a brawl last <laughs> night. Did you see anything about this? <laughs> no. So I guess this MMA fighter was like, they were, like in the bar or something somewhere like not in the room but like nearby you know as the as these shows go and i think especially with something like the um vmas where there's so many performances and so much like setting up and stuff that if you're not if you're like like i don't know what they were there for machine right. Gun kelly and megan fox but like I think that if you're only there for like one quick thing, you spend a lot of the time at the bar. And I think that's where they were. And Conor McGregor, I guess, asked Machine Gun Kelly for a picture. <laughs> and Machine Gun Kelly was like, no, actually, I don't want to do that. And so then Conor McGregor threw his drink at Machine Gun oh, Kelly. Wow. And then the two of them were in like a fist fight and had, and so there's videos online of them being separated by Megan Fox and like a security detail. Oh, wow. And just you know, high drama happening at the VMAs with all these drunk, like, B-listy <laughs> celebrities, and then sort of some A-listers promoting their, you know, albums. Right, I think, as they I would. Feel like, I feel like the VMAs are purely a press tour stop unless you are, like, a new up-and-coming artist, and then you think it's really cool to be there. So it's like <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo and Lil Nas X are having the time of their life, like Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, like that group of people are like yes like iconic we're here like (laughs) lady gaga madonna and truly anyone who's been in the industry for more than five minutes is like over my dead body will i be making an appearance at the vmas unless (laughs) i am receiving 
a lifetime achievement award or someone is paying me a lot of money. I mean, it's also COVID still. So, yeah, but I feel like that was the vibe before COVID. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, is Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande like desperate to get to this thing? I feel like no. Yeah, I guess not desperate, but but they've attended pretty often. It's like I, a fun time, right? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if it's a fun time. It was at the Barclay Center, so <laughs> that's not really a fun time. And they yeah. didn't even. They did not even put up like a backdrop at the red carpet or for part of the red carpet. So there were videos of these celebrities like walking on the red carpet past the like Old Navy and the <laughs> like footlocker across the street from the Barclays. Very Center. urban. Yeah. Yes. I was like, ah, uh, this is not a great look. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted your take on the scandal of the newly announced CBS show, The Activist, um, <laughs> which did you hear anything about this? I heard that there was a show <laughs> that was uh, like a comp- an activism competition, yeah. but I did not look into it any further than that. What are the yeah, details? So, so it's basically, yeah, it's some sort of competition show. Um, it's going to be host by, or there's a sub- celebrity judges, Usher, Priyanka Chopra, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, my apologies, and mm-hmm. Julianne Huff. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> they'll be doing oh, no. week no, by week no. challenges where basically the competing activist success is measured via online engagement, social metrics, and hosts' input. So it's like uh, activism meets popularity contest and um, problematic for so many reasons. First of all, because like activists are fighting against like conglomerations such as cbs to to save the environment and uh you know uh starving children and clean water acts and all this sort of stuff like it's it's sort of i I don't know there's something really like very black mirror about it being diluted into some sort of like oh did your tiktok get enough views or are you going home this week and i just think it it was like a good idea but it's all set on some you know executive trying to bank on a quote-unquote movement and he's like oh you know it's going to get us money it's going to get us um deals what's going to get us ad revenue let's do the activist people seem to care about stuff like let's just slap on this greenwashing sticker and make ourselves feel good about it when in reality it's like millions of dollars it's going to go towards uh you know lighting makeup camera filming these celebrity judges that could have gone directly to (laughs) movements of these activists so it all just is kind of the entire internet was sort of like what and activists themselves were like anyone involved in this won't actually be doing the work like no real activist is going to stop what they're doing in the hopes of winning some sort of weird trophy from julianne huff you know well i mean okay so a couple different things one I think obviously these networks realize that the format of multiple people competing at something they're good at, get eliminated one by one, is very viable. And I think that they have hit on probably most of the obvious ways to go through that. And so every year, you know, you get a couple of these strange shows that come out that's like, okay, these are Lego builders. These are whatever, like things that fit that format because they're trying to find, you know, the next America's Next Top Model or whatever. (laughs) 
I can sort of see a version of an activism thing that's like kind of like The Apprentice where they're like, (laughs) where they're like, in order to like run a charity or like a philanthropic endeavor, like you have to be good at these like various business skills or whatever. And so we're going to do a competition that is, uh, that's going to sort of like test you slash teach you these skills that you need to have. But then it's, we're also like raising awareness in the process for these like 18 charities or whatever that these people are working through. And then you would sign up to be on the show because you're like, Oh, obviously this show is stupid, but if I'm running some charity in Wisconsin that doesn't have a lot of coverage, like I'm sure we would make a lot of money if all of a sudden I'm on this reality TV show and people like me and they want to start giving money to my charity. So it's like, there's a there's a certain angle that if you like l- dim the lights and squint, you're like, okay, <laughs> that kind of makes sense, like maybe for a show. However, it's the Julianne Huff for me. The fact <laughs> that she's there is just like, mm, okay, this is it, like clearly whoever's in charge of this is not thinking it out that well. <laughs> That's the lie. And yeah, it just it does seem like it is not if there is a version that could be well done of this, it feels like it is not this current version. Oh well, yeah, I mean corporate America is a huge a huge issue when it comes to um issues. <laughs> uh you know, uh, capitalism is a uh, pretty uh, at odds with a lot of activist movements. So, it is kind of like I mean, greenwashing is a huge issue right now where people just want to be perceived as being woke or involved without having to do any real legwork. And so it's easy for CBS to be like, well, let's capitalize on this and see what we can do while also looking like the cool kid on the block for now. And you can't like trendify or popularize like these grassroots movements that require a lot of work and effort and sincerity from individuals and corporations. So it is just like, what, what are they hoping from this? Like, like, I don't think their bottom line is like, Oh, I bet these people will like learn something good. It's like, uh, you have the power. Like, you know, they could, <laughs> they could donate Yeah, Why money. aren't you giving money yeah. to, don't make these poor people yeah show up and have to do some sort of joke like i just can't envision what what it'll be like (laughs) i mean i feel like there'll probably be something like the apprentice tasks where you're like you have to get a certain number of people to sign up for things (laughs) you have to raise money you have to go out and and sell something you have to design a powerpoint you have to do a (laughs) a, make a commercial like you know those are all the different types of things that they have these celebrities doing on the apprentice but yeah uh, we'll see if it makes it to the green light but Um, well, I mean, there's so many things. I was going to talk about how Britney Spears got engaged and her oh, ring yeah. says lioness because her personal trainer that she's engaged to, that's apparently the nickname that he calls her, which it's well, like, well, and he made what? sure to, um, to strike a deal with the jeweler so that now they're, they're selling the Britney, um, on their website already. So that sounds well, like true love. <laughs> you got it. You got to get a merch deal. Um, there, the creative arts Emmys happen. So all the B list categories, um, high school musical, the musical, the series season three <laughs> is going to be summer. Wait, camp where did, games. where did JLo, where did, um, Benifer show up? Oh, they were at, 
They made their Venice? red carpet they were at, debut. Yes, they were at a, one of the film festivals because okay. all of those are happening. I I don't. I'm. I think maybe it was Toronto. Yeah, happy for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because he has a bunch of because he has a movie coming out. The one where it's like, oh, the two guys yes. fighting over like the <laughs> adulterer wife or whatever. No, the raped wife. Like, let's oh, not. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a story about a man who accuses his best friend of raping his wife. Okay. Okay. You know, I I have put so little effort into <laughs> into watching that or finding out anything about that movie because it looked so bad. Yeah. That and I've tried uh, to delete um, it from my mind. Uh, J- John Mulaney is is pregnant. Well, Olivia Munn is pregnant with John Mulaney's child. So. Yeah, and it's helping him through rehab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, love it or hate it? Yes. Okay, I'll try to be brief. But um, Lula oh, Rich gosh. is a four-part docuseries on the MLM Lula Row, which is famous for hideous leggings that was really popular among sort of the stay-at-home moms scene of like 2016, 2018, like that whole vibe. It it came under fire pretty quickly for being sort of a pyramid scheme. Um it's gotten a ton of lawsuits against it. Like it's been in the news probably less since the first big push in 2018. Um, But this documentary kind of is a deep dive. I mean, more like a shallow swim, I guess, because it gives a lot of context, but not a lot of (laughs) meat to it. It is a wild story. Um, Very entertaining docu-series that reminded me of sort of the fire festival docs that came out that are kind of like frothy. It's not heavy hitting journalism. And they're full of these zingers and like one-liners and sort of like jaw-dropping, what do these people think they're doing right now type of vibes. <laughs> um, for instance, the uh, in the first five minutes, the creators of LuLaRoe, this married Mormon couple, announced they have like, they have like 11 children through previous marriages as well as adopted children. And they just casually are like, oh yeah, our adopted daughter married one of his children from an earlier <laughs> marriage (laughs) they're like oh well they never lived together so it's no big deal and it's like ma'am your children (laughs) married one another i think it deserves more of a story but we never got that unfortunately um there's also uh there's just a lot of characters in it i wish they'd done more like heavy hitting stuff because i knew like a lot of the details around LuLaRoe itself, because like I said, it's big in the Mormon community, big in Utah where MLMs thrive. Um, And I wish they'd gone into the psychology of that or sort of the machinations of how this one happened and where they got the money and, and how the production went down because it was never like explained how they were able to facilitate like so many cells of these hideous leggings. Like I just, I have so many questions still, but if you're looking for an entertaining sort of peep in on some outrageous uh, cult of personality, it's a it's a good time. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> I do love a cult sort of situation, and truly, the MLM people are so yeah. annoying. There's yeah. a girl who I went to college with who was so much fun in college. Now she sells Arbon, and oh, I'm so like. Sad. Every time she posts something, I'm just like, this is depressing for you, for me, for us all. Like, you were an entertaining, like, very fun person. Now you're over here trying to hack this crazy, uh, like, fizzy whatever poured in your tea in the morning things. And it's just not a good look. I know. Mm -hmm. It's sad. That's why I want a documentary that, like, really dives into, like, 
why and how these women are targeted. And like, there's a lot of think pieces out there, but I think, I think what happened with the Amazon documentary is that they saw a trending story and they, you know, barely did any homework. They got an interview with the, with the LuLaRoe folks and were like, oh, what a great job. Like call it a day type thing. There was no like real study involved. There's no like heart to it. So. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is this, this has been like the current new iteration of this is yeah. These sort of like stay at home mom kind of like supplement Mm -hmm. your income type thing. But I feel like prior to this current iteration, it was uh, like, there was a lot of like families that were doing it. Like in Michigan, there was this stuff called Amway that you would sell. And Mm -hmm. it was like, uh, you know, like adult couples would be selling it to like other <laughs> couples. So <laughs> LuLaRoe had a whole strategy there where they're like, you want to retire your husband, get him involved in your business. So he quits his job and then you guys are all tied up in LuLaRoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> yeah. What about you? So, what were you watching? So I watched, I finally went and saw Candyman. Oh, yes. Horror film um, from Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele. And first I will say that I I knew that this was a, like that there was a previous film. I thought for whatever reason that this was just like a remake. Oh. And for, also for whatever reason, I assumed that the, the original was just like all white people. And then <laughs> the remake was just like, oh, we're doing just a more so like interesting version. <laughs> so I went and saw it. And there's all of this sort of like lore and backstory in the movie. And I was like, wow, this is like very interesting stuff. Like I'm very (laughs) compelled by all of this. And then it was only after the fact that I was like, oh, that was the first movie. This is a sequel. (laughs) I did not realize this was a sequel. I thought this was like a spinoff or a remake or something. But no, it is a direct sequel to a previous (laughs) film. So anyone who was thinking about going seeing that, maybe watch the first one first. I mean... (laughs) I didn't need the first one necessarily. I really enjoyed this either way. Yeah. But I think it might connect some dots that I was like, <laughs> hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean, Candyman famously is. And I only know this because I have an obsession with understanding horror films without ever watching them. But it was famously a, a, a black story. It was all about that. So I thought this one looked really good and exceptionally well, well crafted. Like all of it looked beautiful for lack of a better word um so was it was it good yes i really really liked it okay would i survive it it? i think you would (laughs) there are there are not that many like kill scenes in it okay it's only 90 minutes there are some like disturbing sort of images so like part of the plot is that the that sort of one of the characters played by Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is kind of like becoming the new version of the Candyman. Mm-hmm. And so his body is sort of like decaying as the movie goes on. So that's kind of gross, but it's not really like, uh, there's not a lot of like jump scary right. kind of moments to it. And there, and I would say it's equivalent to something like a get out where there's lots of sections okay. that will no, just in like pacing where okay, like get out. Okay. There's lots of sections, you know, where it's like, it's just conversations. Like they're not right. in any kind of, it's not like most of the movie they're spending in like a haunted house somewhere, like oh, right. creeping around. It's like, I would say 70% of the movie they're in someone's living room. They're in a diner. They're walking down the street. It's like not a suspenseful environment at all. Okay. Well, I'll um, think about it. <laughs> 
So I would say like if you read the spoilers ahead of time and sort of like knew when the stuff was yeah, coming, yeah. there's probably like three scenes that you could cover your eyes during. <laughs> and the and the horror stuff, I mean, it's like obviously the killing is important, but it's not like as long as you know who is dead at right. the end of the scene, it's not <laughs> like dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you could definitely handle it. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's the acting is great. I think the writing's really good. Um, the ending is sort of strange mm. in a way that's like I can see some people not liking it. I can see some people liking it. Um, it's like a little uh, kind of vague, I guess. But yeah, as a whole, very good, very creepy, very fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what this director does next because I feel like this was a really good film and yeah i'm ready for another horror yeah. piece. <laughs> well there's malignant so yeah are you yeah. uh <laughs> i didn't see malignant for that? unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately yeah, no, no one like that i think can i did better i've realized that i'm leaving the country in like a week and mm. i'm now like oh shoot like i have i have limited time and then i'm gone for two weeks so mm. i'm like i can't be spending this watching malignant i gotta be <laughs> you know, doing things that Social need to be done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, one of those things that needs done is our Thursday episode, doing a deep dive on your beloved Casey mm. Musgraves' new album, uh, yes. Starcross. So that'll be coming later this week, um, which will be a good change of pace. Usually it's uh, Taylor Swift or the movie of the week. So this is <laughs> introducing a new, a new musician to uh, discuss. Yes, yes. Choose your choose your character. Um, <laughs> yeah. as, uh, uh, Casey Musgraves has entered the chat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll be back on Thursday. Until then, you can follow us on social media. P.S. You're wrong. You can send us an email. You can leave us a review. All the fun things, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, guys.